You're listening to a This Day original podcast. ठाकुमार झुली एबार खुलबे शोनो शोनो ठाकुमा गोल्पो बोलबे ठाकुमार झुली खुलबे मोजार गोल्पो बोलबे अ वाइज एंड रिंकली ग्रैंडमदर ठाकुमा इज एन इंटीग्रल पार्ट ऑफ एन एंटायर जनरेशन ऑफ बंगालीज हु वुड कर्ल अप ऑन सोफास विद संडे ब्रेकफास्ट टू हियर अ नोतुन गोल्पो और अ न्यू स्टोरी फ्रॉम ठाकुमा ठाकुमास झुली और बैग ऑफ टेल्स is a beloved television series with its never ending supply of one delightful story after the other but the ones in high demand were ghost stories ghost stories are at the heart of bengali folklore bengali literature is extremely indebted to ghosts which other region after all can boast of an organogram of boots Boots lurking in the landscape have been organized into gender, caste, terrain and even preferred palette. Bengali boots live a full life like corporeal humans at least in the Bengali imagination. So Bengali boots are able to perform daily chores like humans, raise families and socialize over dance and music. Take the gecho bhoot for example they live in trees hence the name gecho which comes from the bengali word for trees gach these are not as malevolent as the alaya or the spirit of the marsh who set to tempt people with her light and drown them in marshy waters in the areas around sundarbans bhego bhoot does not refer to the spirit of a tiger people killed or eaten by tigers apparently these spirits try to scare away villagers from the jungle and sometimes even make them face tigers the kana bhulo is another such ghost that tries to lure lonely passers by to alleys and dead ends and harasses the person by making him go round and round the same route but what makes bengali ghosts perhaps most like flesh and blood humans is their soft spot for food in fact bengali folklore and literature is strewn with references to the culinary preferences of ghosts ghouls and monsters some of them innocuous and some downright macabre take for example chandi mangal an important work of medieval bengali literature 16th century poet mukundaram chakravarti renders grisly descriptions of a bazaar where ghouls ghosts and demons buy and sell meat cakes and blood wine <laughs> ghee made with human brains and wheel shaped bread of human paste dakshina ranjan mitra majumdar's thakurma jhuli itself has armies of shape shifting trolls rakhosh and rakhushi polishing off stables full of horses and elephants devouring humans whole and chomping on peas made of iron 
But today we will focus on the Bengali staple, Majer Jhol or fish and rice. And of course, there are bhoots that haunt even this aspect of Bengali life. For instance, mecho bhoots or literally the fishwala bhoot will beg fishermen or lone travellers for the fish they are carrying, saying in a nasal tone, Match diye ja, match diye ja, give me fish, give me fish. They will steal fish from boats and even head into local villages to search kitchens for their favourite food. Fish was once forbidden in the kitchens of Bengali widows, many of whom were widowed in their childhood. And it is perhaps this deprivation that gets represented through the Petni Bhutni, the unhappy ghost of a widowed woman. There are numerous stories of how the dreaded Petni follows gullible men carrying fresh fish home from the bazaar. At first, she entreats them to give her a portion of the fish. But if this is not heeded to, her requests turn to sinister threats. The Petni's fanatical hankering for fish is perhaps a metaphor for life's unfulfilled desires rooted in the region's gendered culture. Today's folktale from Bengal is therefore an ode to such a metaphor, such a bhutni, the dreaded Shakhachunni, a female demon who lives in a tree. Shakhachunnis are the ghosts of married women. Their name comes from the fact that even after death, they continue wearing bangles made of conch shells, a typical ornament worn by Bengali Hindu women after marriage. The Shakhachunnis are quick to take offence. They like to possess married women so they can relive their own married days once again. So it once happened that there was a Shakhachunni that watched a newly married Brahmin closely as the Nai Dulhan or Bau walked the forest resplendent in red and gold just behind her adoring husband, the young and handsome Brahmin. The bride giggled mischievously as she tread, almost tripped, and was caught expertly in the strong arms of her husband. And then she thanked him, whispering sweet nothings in his ear. Shah Chunni was burning in jealousy as she too wanted to enjoy those moments. Unfortunately for her, her beautiful human body had died in a terrible accident as she was being carried to her husband's home. She never even got to see him. Seeing this young couple was a cruel punishment to her as in her understanding, her beautiful human form continued with her even after death. Little did she know that as a Shakchunni, she had a fire-spitting mouth, extending long arms and neck and green skin. Shakchunni desired to be loved and adored and seethed with jealousy of Bamuner Bo, the Brahmin's wife, as she got all the love from her husband, while she, the mighty Shakchunni, sat in her tree unappreciated by Bamun or Brahman. And so she hatched a plan. 
One day when the young bride was out late in the night in the jungle trying to escape boring household duties given to her by her scary mother-in-law the demoness disguised herself as an old lady and approached her Bamuner bo kemon ache how are you dear bride her acting indeed was so good that the silly bride was convinced that this was an old friend of her grumpy and desperate mother-in-law dutifully she answered bhalo bhalo achi mashima shakshuni persisted with more pleasantries and then couldn't resist finding out about her own reputation as the dreaded demoness so she asked child why are you out in the jungle in the dark aren't you scared of the shakshuni who desires your life at first the brainless fool looked confused and stuttered shak who the demonist frothed at the mouth and responded shakchuni the dreaded bhutni the demoness to which the tons of a girl had the gall to laugh loudly and say oh, you mean <laughs> the ugly old ghost <laughs> why should i be scared of her indeed the ghost was livid and couldn't hide her true form and even when she came back to her ugly green fire spitting form this idiot couldn't stop laughing and eating the wild berries from the demoness's own tree enough enough she thought and in a split second entered the stupid girl's body taking possession of it it was not very comfortable to do possessions as one is trapped in an unknown body and also one does possessions only to live among humans the demoness had almost immediately regretted this and now you know she would have to do everything the human way being made love to may have been her goal but how would it be not being able to fly or use her ghostly form to walk through walls and doors and such other wonderful ghostly things just then she felt the young brahmin's arms around the body of the girl and oh what a feeling that was indeed the demoness enjoyed the possession after all to wear all the bridal finery to watch the girl's face instead of her own in the mirror to tie that long lustrous hair or leave it open and entice her husband to not leave for work with just one swish of her hips even the monstrous mother-in-law who the demoness thought was someone more powerful than her was also impressed with her daughter-in-law's increased efficiency and this new dutiful avatar of her daughter-in-law doing all the household chores earning praises for it as a bhalo bouma a good wife the grumpy old mother-in-law was happy and showing her daughter-in-law off to her cronies when they noticed something shocking one day so absorbed was the shakchunni in domestic bliss that she had started slipping up in her act without knowing she was being observed by her mother-in-law and these other old women she extended her arms several meters to reach for utensils and to sweep the floors 
as the stunned audience continued to observe when it was time to cook dinner instead of using fuel to cook the demoness simply thrust her demon foot in the fire the old women seeing all this realized they were in the presence of the shakchunni this demoness had indeed possessed the poor new bride it is to be noted at this point even the hard-hearted mother-in-law felt sad and scared for her possessed daughter-in-law even if she preferred the smarter more efficient and respectful shakchunni version of her when the brahmin came home his mother sent her son to get an ojha or a sorcerer to rid themselves of this evil demoness shakchunni expectantly came out of her room to meet with her adoring husband who now only looked terrified and hiding behind his mother and there he was the evil ojha known to all bhoots in the vicinity for his dreaded anti bhoot powers amishak chunni amishak chunni confessed spitting fire the demoness yes she was indeed the shakchunni but she was also the brahmin's bride she said contending that she was keeping him happy and taking care of his home better than that stupid human girl shuki ghor korche shuki ghor korche to ke cursing and blaming her for taking away the happiness of the brahmin's family the ojha engulfed the demoness with his spells in a ring of fire to burn her he kept hurting her kept hurting her till shakchuni relented injured and relinquished the house after returning their bhuma safely to them the brahmin and his now not possessed bride who didn't recall a thing were happy and united once again just the mother-in-law who was unhappy secretly and was back to her bickering self you know losing the efficient demoness and getting her lazy and irreverent daughter-in-law back again that was not very easy as we come to the end of the story a thought comes to mind indeed that the scarier ghost narratives always tend to feature disturbed spirits of women It's easy to feel scared in the dark or when one is alone as the picture of a restless dyan or chudel and such following us to our washrooms at 3 a.m. come to mind. Male ghosts are generally more feeble and can almost be seen sulking in a corner for not being taken seriously, making the world of Bengali bhoots gendered and even misogynistic. Yes this brings us to the end of this episode on the Shakchunni demoness Ishwar Chandra Vidyasagar can be named as the originator of Bangla ghost stories in Bangla literature as he freely translated from the 11th century famous Sanskrit collection Vikram and Betal and after him right from Rabindranath Tagore to Sunil Gangopadhyay Satyajit Ray and many more after him have penned classic and popular ghost stories as we leave here is a warning if you're ever there in bengal beware there are thousands of bengali bhoots that lurk in the shadowy recesses of the land and perhaps 
That is why the warning by elders in Bengal, Thik Dupur Byala Bhute Mare Thyala, at the strike of noon, ghosts will push you over. So resist climbing up to the terraces and high places even in the afternoon, if you're alone, lest there is a ghost residing on the terrace that hates its siesta being broken by noisy human activity and in its malevolence doesn't wait to push you over. Looking forward to have you again in our next episode of What the Folk. It's goodbye for now. For more such podcasts, articles, trivia and interesting bits of information from the world of history, heritage, arts and culture, make sure to visit thisday.app. You can also check out the This Day app on Google Play Store and iOS App Store.